Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. All right, Lance, we're going to test if I'm an idiot or not. Wow, that's a <coughs> heck of a way to start out this episode. So we were talking to Dell, and Dell has their their sales. And then if you're an Inside the Firm listener, you get additional uh, savings on top. Yep. I'm going to tell you how you have to do it and how I interpreted it was probably wrong, right? So you do you go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm, okay? And then it, it says, hey, welcome inside the firm listeners. And then it says, blah, 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 exclusive savings. And then there's a button that says save now. That sounds about... What does that mean to you? That I think, I think, I don't think you're an idiot. Okay. Because what does that mean to you? Like, then, then, then it goes down and it says how it works. It says, click on the save now button. So you click on the save now button. In my head, because I'm an architect, all I'm saying is like, I'm saving a file. Or did you think you're saving a percentage? You're saving a percentage. So I am an idiot. There you go. But Maybe. I told them to change it in the future to get your discount. Yeah. Or, you know, get your discount. Because what you have to do is you have to click on save now. Mm-hmm. Type in your email, and then it's going to give you the coupon code. There you go. So every time we're saying, like, right now you could get 8% more, the way you have to do it is go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm, click save now, which means save money, not save a file, and then you enter your email and you get your coupon code. Thank you for clarifying that. It only took you being a little bit of an adult today. Congratulations. Honestly, save now? Why save now? This is They're going to change it. You'll see. Welcome to Inside the Firm, everybody. This is my. <laughs> this is the actual host, Lance Psycho. Not, he got promoted from Boom Mike, man. I did. I've done such a good job. Yeah. Done a great job. Well, I'll tell you what's even easier than that is if you go to arccat.com, let's say you're looking for a bidet because <laughs> all of the toilet paper is gone because of uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. And uh, you're like, wow, I, I, need to, I need to specify this stuff. My clients are rushing to put in bidets. I would just go to artcat.com and I would go to their BIM section and I would search for that bidet. I would put it into my project and I would make people happy. And then they don't have to worry about the toilet paper stuff. And you're, then you're ordering it. And then you're super good, good easy. Go. Super easy. So make that happen. A-R-C-A-T.com and start building better content today. I kind of want a bidet. I, I actually I, do too. Not joking. And then I can just use it as an excuse, like, "What? Well, we have to get it, hon. We have to." But as a, as an avid listener of your mom's house podcast, I gotta say that uh, it's a little difficult um, to for me to sell like the idea of cold water. So they recommend that you actually get it pre-plumbed so you have warm water. I don't mm. need to go much further than that into detail, but you understand where I'm coming from. I want to. Yeah, I want warm water. You want warm water. Come on. So the ones you can get off Amazon, it's just cold water. It's not good. It doesn't have a little you, heater in the system, in the toilet. You can't get one of those. You can probably get one of those. The the average one. No. Okay, yeah. Report, get, make that happen and report back to us, okay? Okay, we'll do. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this virus and how to prepare your firm to work remotely during a crisis. Yes. 
Let's do that. So I think one of the first things you have to do is you need to be, and this is this really frustrated me when I went, and I don't know about frustrated Al either, but the lack of transparency in the firms that we worked for previously. At least, I'll speak for only the firm I worked for without naming names. The lack of transparency in with financials, how much work was still on the horizon, were clients pulling out? And I'm talking about when the, the market crash of 2008 and the fall of 2008 that then led to the, you know, the recession in 2009 to 2013. We've talked about it a million times in this podcast. You need to talk to your people. You need to talk to your staff. You need to be open and honest with them. You need to ask them, especially with this. This is so different because it's a virus and people are, they're calling it a pandemic. And so people are panicking and rightly so because it, it's highly contagious about should you be working remotely? Do you guys want to work remotely? Do you not want to work, work remotely? Alex always stresses for years, if you feel sick, do not come in. Just do not come in. I don't yep. care how much you want to come in and hang out and have fun. Don't do it. <laughs> yep. And, and, and I talked to this guy uh, the, this morning and you weren't in. Um, and right now we're not polling that you have to work remotely because this could literally be an eight week thing. Yes. An eight week thing. So let's say we pull the trigger now and then all of a sudden in two weeks, then we have to, or the government's saying that. A lot of the pundits I listen and, to. And it, it's the makeup of your firm too. The makeup of our firm is low risk. Meaning it even is. if we're all millennials. Yep. If it was a larger firm, it, um, then the decision might be different. Gosh. But for now, keep on rolling. And that's part of the talk about uh, what you were getting about, letting people know hey, clients are fine, we're fine, we're still pushing forward, that confidence booster. And even if something does bad happen, like Lance and I are on the ball, we're getting new projects, we're diversifying our base, blah, blah. We have a segment coming about, up about this yep. in the future, but like... Yep. The, uh, so then, then on to... So if you have the talk, get everybody on the same page, and then be proactive with it because we had somebody call in. Uh, we had somebody call in to... Or text, rather, text in saying that, hey, I, have, I woke up with a fever this morning. Great, don't come into the office for two weeks. I'm glad we had the preemptive talk ahead of this and that they, they were fully prepared with their software at home, their computer at home. They know it's okay. They don't have to feel bad about it. Uh, I remember being a young intern and feeling highly obligated to come in all the time, even if I was sick and everything. I think you just need to relieve that stress from people, mm -hmm. right? So... If you aren't already prepared for this, I think knowing, being able to um, have your staff set up with software they can work from from home, computers they can work from from home. We have several people that are just set up with lap, extra laptops if they need to, that they can take and, and be uh, portable, portable, portable F9ers. Uh, being, having Zoom set up, having join.me set up, that's the one we use, having GoToMeeting set up, having that already ready to go. I'm sure many of you do already, but if you, but if you don't, like, Nail that stuff down. Have people start taking their laptops home. So Sam needs to take the laptop home. Yeah. Today. Um, just in case. Yep. Everyone else is, but we got to reassure, tell everyone at noon, like, just take your laptops home. Um, other people have desktops that they work at home. They don't yeah. even have a laptop. So I already talked to those people. They're, they're totally fine. But uh, start preparing. Start preparing, 100%. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 and if you've already, hopefully, hopefully you're already comfortable being sort of this remote-ish firm like we have a headquarters we will probably always have a headquarters 
I just think we need a home. There's even though like people are commuting to work and everything, having a home base is, is pretty critical, especially because we're we have a construction arm now. But are your clients ready to possibly? We had a client. I had a client email last night and saying, "Hey, I was thinking of flying in next week. It's not going to happen. Can we do remote work? No problem. Can we do a remote meeting? No problem. We're already set up for that. He was already primed for it. Everybody's reassured. We're going to keep their project moving ahead. There's no stopping. Yep. Yep. So next, now that you're prepared for that. Are you prepared for a possible recession? And by possible, did you listen to Lance? Did you get into? Did you read any kind of Austrian economics? Did you did you go check out uh, Human Action by by Ludwig von Mises, a very famous uh, 20th century economist who just talks about whether it's uh, overspending or government influenced, um, you know, like Federal Reserve type of stuff where they're injecting too much money in or restricting capital or just human action that we're seeing now of like people are panicking and they're taking all their money out of the stock market. That That's all that's all in that book. So it will be a recession. It's going to be a mini one. I think it'll just be two quarters and that's all it takes is you need two consecutive quarters of no growth and that's classified as a recession. Right. I'm with Alex in the, with this idea that it's going to be a very sharp v, V-shaped recovery. I even talked to Mr. Tinker a little bit ago and I go, yep. What do you think about all this? And he goes, I think it's a fake recession. I think it's just, it's, you know, you coupled with the oil falling like it has, and we're so dependent on that um, because it's basically a petrodollar at this point. And it's also an excuse, an excuse for a correction that people thought was on the way, but there was no indication of why to pull back. And also a lot of it could be too. You see stocks going down, but remember that probably a good proportion of that is people just stop buying. Yeah. Meaning... They're not out there pushing those prices higher. So it's it might be literally just a pause of big people not buying. And then the rest of the people are like, oh, yeah, I'll buy the stock for lower. Will you sell it? Will you sell it? You know, And then them getting into thinking that they need to sell it because the stock market is going down. Um, so it, I do think it will be short, but it's not bad to think about if it would be long. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think you should maybe get into that mindset. And there's a couple things to prepare, but then also I would say go back to what you said in the beginning. Be confident and then push, keep pushing for new work. Keep telling, you know, keep diversifying all that. Um, but what I'm going to sum up what, what you mentioned is if you haven't already, you should have, you should start saving up three months worth of salary. Yep. Right. You should look at a lean model. Is there things that you can cut that won't really affect um, what you know your basis of operation? Um, did you diversify not just so you're only doing one specialty thing? Where, hey, houses. I don't know. Maybe there's another thing too. But where can you start to think about now that you could branch out to? Is it that time where you start to think maybe some of these? Let's say it is houses. I should go for the GC role. Right. Well, uh, Alex and I were talking about that, uh, I think, yesterday morning or the morning before. And I go, actually, maybe it was last night. And I said, you know, there's two additions. I was just not, I didn't even consider us doing as a GC. They're within our radius, but I'm just like, if they're so, they're, they're small to the point where it just seems like it'd be a pain in the butt. And now I'm going, well, if we did those two, plus this other church that we've been going after, that would kind of solidify us for two years. You know, Nick Renard, uh, when I had him on at the AIA conference, if you go back and look at that episode, listen to that episode, his idea, his idea is brilliant in that, in that is, think about how long you extend 
a, you're, you're, you, uh, surviving a dip if you have shovel ready projects, they're financed in other words, construction projects. And you may, so maybe you're doing like extended CA service or something like that. Or maybe you're, maybe you go on, you say like, well, screw it. I'm going to do interiors too and offer interiors to be able to pick out tile and all the finishes and coordinate the uh, people coming in and installing everything. Like what, how else can you diversify? One other thing I thought about too, Al is remember in 2012, what we did put out doomsday dwellings. Yeah. Remember what happened when Amazon uh, was looking for a new headquarters and we put out Amazon with the Amazon HQQ and we got, um, we got uh, a, a, a project out of that and a ton of media attention. How can you capitalize today with this crazy virus that's going around with some kind of project that gets media attention and keeps you in the spotlight and 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 at the same time maybe you're giving people confidence like there's got to be something you can do right Absolutely. i want to just redo doomsday dwellings and i don't mean completely redo them but like repackage that and market it um huh very interested oh did i tell you they're going to be in a documentary no you didn't oh, okay so they contacted me <laughs> it's going to be about you know prepping and all that and they asked for uh, the video on the, the genesis, genesis house that goes down and, and things like that so um yeah, I wonder how you could remarket that. I got to sneeze. Maybe I got the virus. I'll sneeze right at you. <laughs> oh my God. You heard it here on air. This is when I spread at F9. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing is, did you keep your salary low? Did you actually put yourself on a salary, right? We've harked on this over and over again as if you're... I don't even care if you've been in business three years. Put yourself on a salary. Put yourself on something that makes it so you can live. So then it allows you to save up your three month your three months of salaries, even if it's for yourself, even if it's just for for two people, 12, 11 people like we have now, so that you can ride out these 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 problems. Like again, back to that firm that laid me off and then essentially helped us launch F nine was I know they were taking high high salaries, and that they didn't have any cash to ride the wave out a little bit. So there's there's one firm where the developer we heard it's a rumor so don't take this as true but it is an example of what you're talking about his salary is half a million dollars a year which doesn't mean like people make half a million dollars a year sure that's totally fine people make way more than that but the we designed the project so we know how big the projects are like ooh that and and he's going to meetings and saying where's the money where's the money and this is what I'm hearing from one of our guys. And I go, mm. did you did you say, isn't that your problem? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that your problem? And the reason I say that is because I feel like he's overly stretched because this lifestyle of five hundred thousand. Yeah. If you're making five hundred thousand, that's great. But maybe you maintain a lifestyle that's three hundred thousand. <laughs> you know. Here's. Here- I, 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 yep. Here's one other thing I would add, and it, uh, this this episode I, th- I feel like is so timely. Because what Alex and I did last week is we sold our last unit at our development and we were not holding a bag. I, I cannot express this to my wife, I express this to Al, to, the, to, the, to, to all, of the, all of the workers, all of our employees, and then friends and family. Like, I don't think you understand how just how close we were to holding a bag of debt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm now, and this isn't a brag, this is just the truth of the matter is, and that's why I, I stress so much about like, at least look into the business cycle theory and understand how it works because we are so susceptible to it in the construction industry. We're one of the first, we're one of the, fir- we're one of the first ones to get affected with it because it's one of the biggest risks that people, 
people need so much confidence to be able to say like, yeah, I'm going to do my addition finally that I've been thinking about for three years. We sit, we have all this equity built up in the house. We're going to go through this giant set of paperwork. We're going to, we know it's going to be stressful, et cetera. And now we're now Alex and I are on the other, uh, we, my, one of our goals was to be in this position to where we come out, we're not holding bags. Personal debt is way, way down. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have cash flow to the, so then we can finally see, we can finally do what all these other people that we saw doing when we first started the firm. That is, they were ready and prepared with cash on the sidelines to then reinvest when things were low so then they could capitalize on it. Right. Right. So even, let's just say none of this happens. It's everyone's panicking for one week. Things go back to normal and everything's sitting pretty. It's a good time to stop and start preparing and, and thinking about what we just talked about. Did you do the, these steps? Do you have the ability to do these steps if it does happen? So again, even if, if it's a week long bear market, examine, examine where you're at and what it could be and what you could do if it, if it got bad. Last yeah. thing is listen to your staff. And what I mean by that is when the other, the other firms that we worked for, I feel like there was, I, I'd certainly had an idea of, Hey, <coughs> excuse me. I know the recession Ooh, you is coming right in my face, <laughs> right in my face. I know that the recession is coming. <laughs> it started saw, here. You guys heard that. Cause I saw the stock market doing what it was doing. And my idea was, and you've heard it, you've probably heard this on the previous episode of like, why aren't we, why aren't we building, building information content? Right. And we built a ton for our cat. So they're one of our sponsors, but like, do, does your staff have an idea that you could enable them to sort of take ownership of and fully and diversify, right? Like what if they have some other idea of a service that you could do that you run it through, you know, the sifting machine and see if it's a good idea and make that happen. I think, and then, and then last thing would be, I keep saying that as far as communication goes with staff is maybe if, if you are in a dire position where you haven't saved the three months of salaries, if you talk about, what do you think about four day weeks? What do you think about three day weeks? And make it very clear that you're willing to do whatever it takes to keep your staff intact. Because if you do not keep your staff intact, think about how you have to restart, you have to retrain your staff is everything in a service-based industry. Like you're, you either have a staff or you don't. And if you don't, then you don't have a service. Right. So, um, now it, it kind of falls right in line. I was going to talk about how you train your staff in, in sales. And this was going to be, bef- I had this idea probably a week and a half ago. So this was just going to be a normal segment, but it still ties into part of a strategy for a recession. Does your staff know how to engage in sales and are they comfortable to engage in sales? So I emailed two of my guys and said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through the four steps of the sales cycle, right? And a lot of times I don't have, we don't have time to have you in meetings. You'd had some guys in meetings, but it can get hard coordinating mm-hmm. all those meetings, especially if you're trying to now shore up and make sure people are working so that we bring money in for that, right? So I said, we're gonna do an initial email communication where I'm gonna email you as a client and you're gonna respond to that and try to get the first meeting. Then we're gonna go through, we're gonna have a first meeting and then you'll make a proposal and then we'll work on closing the deal. And what's hilarious is that I'll tell you what's hilarious. It's been adorable watching this. I just get a kick out of it. I'm like they're playing. It's like they're playing firm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it's them what adorable. happened. Tell them what happened. I, well, you have to remind me. Okay, I'm not. So, I'm not picking up on your hint. I'm sorry. No, no worries. It was. It, it, it's 
to me, I'm trying to make it as realistic as possible that I even... Oh, Jerry Jenkins, you couldn't even find the building. Is that what it was? I'm Jerry Jenkins. <laughs> I left our office. I called the guy and told him I couldn't find the building. And I was walking around out there like lost. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I walked outside, Lance was here in the conference room. And, and he's like, I go, hey, we have a meeting here. He's like, do you want me to leave? I go, no, that person should tell you to leave. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like they should come down and they did. And just they, the, they did. Yep. It went, it, it went, uh, it went really well. Yeah. I think yep. the role playing is pretty good. What, what I like about it so much is, uh, two things. I can give them feedback. It might be three things. I can give them feedback. Also, I'm learning from the customer's perspective. Yes. Right. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Look at that tweak. Which is cool, which I didn't even think was going to happen was a possibility, but I'm really learning about what's working and what's not working by what, what I'm hearing. And then three, I noticed there was some nervousness, Interesting. right? Yeah. So it's, so then it's, it's experience. This is giving them the experience because let's say, let's say, um, you only do where they're watching you mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you put them up to bat. Well, that's still their first time doing it. So if you do a practice round or two, with you, they're still going to get nervous because you're the boss, mm-hmm. right? But then they'll be comfortable. Oh, I'll make them nervous. What exactly? <laughs> I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that was one of the biggest things that I noticed um, was, oh, man, I, I'm not nervous at all. And then I realized, oh, that's because, you know, I've had to do this for 10 years, right? A million times, yeah. Um, so it is, it is a new experience for them. But, but think, about, think about that. If you aren't training your staff in sales, why not? Is it time? And it's probably, it's probably later than like, we probably could have started them a while ago because we were, we were selling when we were 20, whatever. 20 something. Yeah. Mid, mid twenties. Yep. Um, in my so, mind, I'm still 21. Just so you know. Yeah. Ooh, what am I in my mind? Hmm. 21's a good age. Hmm. Yeah. 21 to 25. <laughs> okay. I'm 24, Lance. Okay. 24. Yeah. 21. Too dumb. Still too dumb. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. That's pretty silly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? Anything else on that stuff? No, just that's it. I think we should go to our visionary, Nick, with Nick Reeds. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. All things considered. A reading. The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings, but shorter tempers. Wider freeways, but narrower viewpoints. We spend more but have less. We buy more but enjoy less. We have bigger houses and smaller families. More conveniences but less time. We have more degrees but less sense. More knowledge but less judgment. More experts yet more problems. More medicine but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, Spend too recklessly, laugh too little, drive too fast, get too angry, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too little, watch TV too much, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions, but reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We learned how to make a living, but not a life. We've added years to life, not life to years. We've been all the way to the moon and back, but have trouble crossing the street to meet a new neighbor. We conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not better things. 
We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We conquered the atom, but not our prejudice. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We've learned to rush, but not to wait. We build more computers to hold more information, to produce more copies than ever, but we communicate less and less. These are the times of fast food and slow digestion, big men and small character, steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the days of two incomes but more divorce, fancier houses but broken homes. These are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, one-night stands, overweight bodies, and pills that do everything from cheer to quiet to kill. It is a time when there is much in the showroom window and nothing in the stockroom. A time when technology can bring this letter to you and a time when you can choose to either share its insights or just hit delete. Remember to spend time with the loved ones because they're not going to be around forever. Remember to say a kind word to someone who looks up to you in awe because that little person soon will grow up and leave your side. Remember to give a warm hug to the one next to you, because this is the only treasure you can give with your heart, and it doesn't cost a cent. Remember to say I love you to your partner and your loved ones, but most of all mean it. A kiss and an embrace will mend hurt when it comes from deep inside you. Remember to hold hands and cherish the moment, for someday that person will not be there again. Give time to love, give time to speak, and give time to share that precious thoughts in your mind. And always remember, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by those moments that take our breath away. George Carlin Toodles! Well-timed reading. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely great. It's a great, it's, it's an amazing reminder of how far we've come, but how far we have left to go. Yeah. I, I only thought, uh, like Alex said, let's say this, let's say this whole thing is very short and sweet or not short and sweet, short and bitter. Um, use that time to reflect, maybe be thankful that it wasn't as deep as it could be. And, figure out what your next step are steps are so you are prepared for when the deep cut comes because eventually this 23 tr- trillion dollar stack of cards is probably going to crash. So, let's go on a tangent just for a second because it's called inside the firm yeah. where we get to talk. My thought this morning was, let's say this does become huge. Do you think there's ever a possibility that the governments around the world because I think they would almost have to agree is hey We've all spent a crazy amount of money. This has all been nuts. You know, the world had this huge pandemic. We need to agree that, you know, 75% of all the money that we all took out now gets vanished. Like we all get to like make it away, take away from the debt. It's not going to solve the problem because they still like spend way too much and stuff like that. But They never don't spend too much. (laughs) So I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good question. It's something to contemplate. Because sure. I don't see another way of them solving it because the budget is already very high and they're they're just yeah, three, spending... 3.4 3, 3. trillion and they spend 4.4. 4. 
and that's they're, where we're at next year. This year, they're not they're not solving it. They're not spending less. Let's put it that Ever. way. Ever. There you have it. All right. News. Next segment. Let's bring in the firm for ARE Jeopardy. All right. Question number one. What is a weld called that is placed in the right angle formed by lapping or intersecting plates and generally subject to to shear stress? Do I need to repeat that? No? Okay. A, bead weld. B, fillet weld or fillet. C, groove weld. D, butt joint weld. What do we got? We have uh, B, B, B. Direct answer is B, fillet weld or fillet. Uh, number two, what is the side of a building that is facing the direction toward which the wind is blowing known as? A, windward side. B, Z-word side, C, leeward side, D, postward side. What is the side of a building that if facing the direction toward which the wind is blowing, known as? A, windward side, B, Z-word side, C, leeward side, D, postward side. What do we got? A, 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 all wrong. It is leeward side. Yep. All right. Not Z word side. Hmm. That was completely made up. Question number three. That's if that's if you're in World War Z, and the zombies are coming at you and they're facing you. That's the Z word side. Yeah. Also in space there is a Z axis. So either way, <laughs> uh, landings at doors shall have a length measured in the direction of travel, uh, not less than a forty-four inches. B thirty-six inches. This is IBC, not IRC. I was going to ask you. C, width of the stairs. D, 60 inches. Landings at door shall have a length measured in the direction of travel not less than A, 44 inches. B, 36 inches. C, width of the stairs. D, 60 inches. The answer is A, A. And we got everyone, but one person got C. I'm not going to name names. Uh... So that's 44 inches. The other answer was width of the stairs, which is more um, IRC than IBC. Uh, question number four is 44 inches. That was C. A was 44 inches. Yes. <laughs> question four. Clear space between a handrail and a wall or other surface shall not be less than A, one and a half inch, B, one and a quarter inch. C, two and an eighth inch. D, one and one eighth inch. Doodaloo. Look at Ross. Doodaloo. That's because he's the railing king. A is the answer. And A, everyone put down. Congratulations. How many correct? We have three correct. Anyone more than three? three. We got a tie. We got a three-way three tie. tie. Wow. All right. I got the tiebreaker. Tie Ready? You know the rules. I'm going to read the question. You write down the answer. First one to hold it up gets called on, and then we need the first correct answer in that order. Ready? What is a state of rest due to balance forces and balance moments known as? <laughs> yes, Mark wins. Equilibrium. There you go. <laughs> it, I could just hear the just the gears turning up there. Congratulations. <laughs> if you... 
Yeah, it's not something, boy. I have to reiterate, if you're buying a Dell, go to dell.com forward slash inside the firm. Hit save now. Enter your email. You will get 8% off of your order. It is definitely worth it. Also, if you are learning Revit, go to revitrocketship.com. It's where we teach and train you and give you the resources we have in our firm so that you know how to use Revit cor- uh, correctly. Revitrocketship.com. If you are uh, quarantining yourself, I highly recommend since you're you're not going to have anybody else to talk to that you share this episode with everybody else who is also quarantining separately from you. We'll see you next week.